uh, I remember listening to a, a guy who was a, an amazing pianist. And he was saying that if you're going to really be good at piano, you have to understand. You have to understand. You can't just learn the notes on the page and learn how to play on the piano the notes that you see on the page and ever really excel. You have to understand how it works. So this guy would, in audiences, he would say, give me a composer. Someone would say Beethoven. Okay, give me a, a, a pianist. Someone would mention a, a famous jazz pianist. So he'd write that name in. Then he'd say, give me the last four digits of your phone number. 6203. And then what he would do, he would sit down at the piano. He would mathematically take the, the 6203 to find certain intervals, and he would take those mathematical interview uh, intervals, which applied to music, he would do it in the nature of Beethoven as a jazz pianist. And he would, on the spot, compose these songs. Why? Because he had an understanding of the instrument and of music. He, he understood that in America, we, you know, we, we play primarily by thirds. And, and in the Orient, they play by fourths and intervals. And he just he understood the intricacy. Paul is saying here that he wants us to be able to understand the will of God. Let me just give you one more example of this. Because <clears throat> I, t I use the example of what God wanted me to do in terms of my life work and so forth. But <clears throat> God's will, God's will is, is often more about who you are becoming than what you do. God has a will for your life. And as you begin to understand that through spiritual wisdom, it dramatically changes how you look at life. We see that in, uh, we see in, in verse 10 here, that God's will is about bearing fruit in, in your life. In fact, one of the most insightful passages that speak to the will of God in your life is Romans 8.29. This is what it says. It says, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. You ever heard that? God works all things out together for good. Somebody ever quoted you that verse? Maybe somebody quoted you that verse when you were in a, a difficult time in your life. And maybe you were able to accept that, or maybe you were not. God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. <clears throat> now, many people without spiritual understanding take that part of the verse and they throw that verse back in God's face. Something difficult happens and they say, God, you promised that you would work all things out for good. And, and now this happens. Now I lost my job. Because I lost my job before closing my house. Where, you know, where's the good? And so... As, as God brings spiritual wisdom and understanding to us, and you know, if we would just finish the rest of the verse, that would also help. He says that God works for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. So what's God's purpose for your life? God's purpose, it says, according to his purpose, to be conformed 
to the image of his son. Well, that almost sounds like a statement that could be describing the will of God for your life. What if the predominant theme, the predominant goal that God had for your life was to make you like Jesus? What if you evaluated everything in your life that happened through that grid? You said, okay, God, is this going to make me more like Jesus? Who was patient and persevering in the face of temptation and affliction, who was long-suffering and, and forbearing and compassionate. If you look at that list, you won't learn one thing on that list without hard stuff in your life. And so through spiritual wisdom and understanding, we, we, we begin to gather insight into our lives and, and what God is doing. So, verse 10. We're going to move through this rather quickly. But in verse 10, because we could spend a, a message on each one of these, there are five results of that prayer. If through spiritual wisdom and understanding you become to this deep knowledge of God's will for your life, here are five things he lists that will happen. Number one, you walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. You walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. These are all coming now out of, out of verse 10. You walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. And this is so critical in our day. Because you know what? People are not asking, is Christianity true? That's not the question people are asking anymore. Is it true? What they're asking is, does it work? And that's a very important thing to understand our culture has transitioned a lot over the course of my lifetime. I, I, you know, I have seen this. People are a lot more skeptical, a lot more skeptical. And the apologetic for this generation is not so much Josh McDowell. The apologetic for this generation is what they are seeing lived out in the life of very important. And that's why it's so important that we walk in this manner worthy of the Lord. There are, to, to people in our culture, there are hundreds of gospels. Go to Barnes and Nobles. There are a hundred ways to God. Jesus is just one. Is there something distinct about the people that claim Jesus that's distinct from those who don't? That's what people are looking at in our culture. Uh, as we understand as well, our lives will be pleasing to the Lord. I mean, don't you want to please the Lord? Maybe I need to ask you that question. Is there something in you that says, I just, you know, I just want to please the Lord. Because you, you want to please the people you love. And if you don't have a desire, if I don't have a desire to please the Lord, maybe I have to face the reality that I really don't love the Lord. Maybe I love other things more. Jesus said, I know those who love me. They're the ones who obey my commands. They're the ones that know my will and, and walk it out in their lives and live a life pleasing to me. He says, you'll bear fruit in every good work. I don't know about you, but I love fruit. Most people like fruit. Interesting that God calls it fruit in our lives. 
when you know and understand God's will and you walk in it, you're, you're bearing fruit. You know, God is such a giving God. Yeah, amen. He is such a giving God, and he loves to give. If you don't know that, then, then you don't understand, you know, who God is. God loves to give. And as he gathers his people through the gospel and brings in people and begins to work in your life, what he's seeking to you is to make you into somebody that loves to give and can experience, because see, God gets great joy in giving. And so God is seeking to work in, in your life and mine in terms of creating a people who have great, find great joy in being a blessing to other people, bearing good fruit in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. Nothing will change your life more than this. Increasing in your knowledge of who God is. There is there's always been a very intriguing verse for me in 1 John, and this is what it says. It says, one day we will all be changed. It says, we will be like him. It says, for we shall see him as he is. If we could, you know, we were singing about, we were singing this morning about holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. If, if we could see God in his fullness of his holiness. I mean, if you could just experience that for five minutes this morning, if you could be taken and transcended into the presence of God and see his holiness, you would never be the same. There is just increasing in the knowledge of God. So as we as we discern through spiritual wisdom and understanding God's will, as we, we live it out, we get to know God better. And we find our lives being transformed more And then he says this. He says, "Being you will be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. Now, I think every one of us here has a desire to experience the power of God in our lives. Because when we experience the power of God in our lives, this thing goes on in our head that says, God's real. He's, he's at work in my life. I see him. I see his power manifesting itself in my life. My, uh, my aunt shared a story with us two, three weeks ago. Actually, it was over Christmas. And my aunt's 92. She sits right down here when she comes with my mother. Often they'll come. And just an extremely godly woman. She was sharing. A, a friend of hers had called, and her daughter, who's a single mom, and, and her granddaughter were in the car, and they were driving to work, and it was bad roads and a, a semi had overturned in front of them and stretching all the way across the road and there was a car going around this side and the other side she had nowhere to go and so she, she buried her head in the steering wheel and she just cried out oh Jesus and when she looked up she was on the other side of the truck driving down the road she didn't know how she got there she went to school she was on her way to the tech school she was going to school and she walked in the door and there were these a group of, of girls that were standing there just talking and talking and she walked over and the girl was saying you won't believe what happened she said I was driving down the interstate she said this car came and it went right up over the top of the semi and landed on the road this girl walked up and said I was in that car 
Now, you know, we hear a story like that. We go, wow. Wow, you talk about the power of God. And, and, and we should say, wow, because God still does those kinds of things. But here is the danger. Because there's something else that is an amazing demonstration of the power of God, and, and Paul draws our attention to it here. And, and notice what he says as we look at that verse. Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance. Power to have this great endurance and patience and joyfully giving thanks to the Father who's qualified you to share in the inheritance of saints in the kingdom of light. For he's rescued us from the kingdom of darkness, brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Some of you are sitting out here and you're going, you know, I never see God work in my life. I hear other stories and people have powerful things happen, but I've never had anything really powerful happen in my life. Have you ever been patient? Have you ever been enduring? Paul says it takes great patience to, to endure and to have patience and to be thankful and to have joy in the midst of life circumstances. You know, there was another 70-car pileup in Cincinnati, and a 12-year-old girl was standing in the median, and she got run over and killed. Just a little bit different story. Let me tell you, it takes great power for that family even to make it through this situation. And you talk about power. Look Look what God has done. You've never seen your car lifted over a semi? Well, if you're a believer, you've been qualified to share in the inheritance. You are a co-heir with Christ. You have been rescued from the kingdom of the dominion of darkness. You've been brought into the kingdom of his own son. You've been redeemed and you've been forgiven. And, And we sometimes sit and say, gee, I wish God would do something powerful in my life. You talk about power. That's a list. That deserves a wow. And so, you know, what a prayer this is this morning. I mean, we just we just scratched the surface on it. But Paul, had, he's praying this for these believers. And, and it's all possible. Knowledge of God's will, spiritual wisdom and understanding, living a life pleasing to God, a fruitful life, increasing in our knowledge of God, experiencing his power in forgiveness, redemption, deliverance, all of it. Through a life that is surrendered and trusting in faith for this grace of God through Christ. Father, this morning, we uh, come to the end of, of taking these moments and looking at your word. Lord, what is it that you're saying to us But it, it really doesn't matter all that much, even what I'm saying, as much as it matters, Lord, of, of this your word today. What is it that you are saying to each person here? Father, maybe some here need to be rescued from the dominion of darkness. Lord, 
maybe some need just to go back and again affirm the forgiveness that is ours in Christ. Father, maybe some are feeling like they don't have very much right now. Perhaps need to be taken into an understanding of what it means to be a co-heir with Christ, to be to be rich. Father, maybe it's some who are in a difficult situation and need that spiritual wisdom and understanding as to how you might be using this situation that seemingly doesn't make sense, Lord, to bear fruit and to demonstrate your power in patience and endurance. So, Lord, just uh, speak to us today, Lord. Use this time to instruct us, to encourage us, to admonish us, to rebuke us, Lord, whatever it is you're saying to us today. Lord, we, we receive Father, we pray now as we just uh, wind down the service that we, uh, Lord, we thank you for the privilege we have to give. Lord, we thank you for this church building, for the privilege I have to serve because of the, the gifts of people in this way. Lord, we thank you for those that we're able to support around this community and, and around the world today. Bless each one of us. Lord, may we just be filled with joy as we anticipate that day when we will see you as you are and we will utterly just be transformed and changed into your life.